Hey, Mike. Hey, Carl. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. This weekend went too fast, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty nice here, so we got a lot of outside time, and I'm tired, but yeah, it uh, <laughs> it went too fast for sure. Yeah, we got we had a good day. It it was it was slightly overcast, so going outside was pretty nice. Like the temperature was like 80. But yeah. It wasn't like burning. So I could go out in the the deck and read for a while. Oh, that's nice. I hadn't nice. done that done that in a while. Yeah, we haven't we haven't had weather that's been cool enough to do that in uh probably over a month. Yeah. It's been it's been hot here, but uh you have more humidity my, there too, so yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's so humid. It makes a difference that you make. Oh yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, usually I'll spend like a good part of the morning out in the deck reading and it's been too hot. So today I actually read a few books out there. It was nice. Yeah, that's cool. I I wish I could do that. We uh the we have a we have a pretty nice uh, front porch, but like in the morning, the sun just beats down on that side of the house. Yeah. So it just gets so hot. It's brutal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My uh, my brother uh, lives across the street from us. Yeah. And uh, he just... Uh, like a month ago, he he put in a pool in his backyard. Ah. Uh-huh. So we've been hanging out there a lot lately. Oh, that's cool. That's cool to have. Yeah. Your brother so close too. Yeah, definitely. Um, we've had uh, we we've both had you know house emergencies where we've needed help and yeah. you just run, run run across the street and you got someone there to help you. So that's good. That is great. I wish uh-huh. I had that situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Cool deal. I got to record a collector's corner for a change this morning. It was different. Oh, cool. I haven't done one uh, of those in a I think it's been about a year. I think. Did you did you have a guest or was yeah, it just yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I did a oh, guest. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to look for that. When, yeah, when it was a lot of fun. I like I like doing that one. Yeah. I, I just don't. It, it's harder to do because you have to coordinate times. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that one's cool because every everybody has a a unique uh, situation. Yeah. I I I like. Uh, we were talking about like this. This guy, his name is Michael Pindell. He has a lot of, he he is like the closest collector to me. Like, just in terms of how we collect and what we love about comics. Like, he's the closest that I found to me. Hmm. And, and we we started talking about mortality in large collections. Yeah. And he had he had a fantastic insight. He's he's probably a decade well no, 
a little less than a decade younger than me. Hmm. But uh, he just had some good insight that I, I thought was really interesting. Like, he's like, I'm going to, I plan on getting comics up till the day I die is what his philosophy was. But I'll have, <laughs> yeah. I'll have because why would I want to deprive myself of something I love? But at yeah. the same time, he said, I I have to have a plan for for whoever's gonna get the crap. Do you know what I mean? Right. Like just a yeah. plan to say, you can do whatever you want with this, but maybe this stuff you should think about. And mm-hmm. he's like, you, you shouldn't really think about, worry about it when you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> <laughs> who cares what yeah. happens to it? But. Yeah, that's um, a good point. Yeah. All you can do is kind of leave guidance like well these books you might want to check because you can't you don't just want to give those up for a buck or a quarter. Yeah. L- look into selling selling yeah. them. So, so does he have a family that he he could leave them to or No, no. He's Oh wow. He's single and uh he has a girlfriend but um mm-hmm. he uh I don't know what his plans are. Like, if it, he's he's in a band, that <laughs> he's also mm-hmm. he's a fascinating guy. He's a musician like yourself, uh, but yeah. he he writes more music. Like he'll write music and then give uh-huh. it to his guitar buddy who he's recorded with and podcasted with before, and uh. he'll do the guitar. Like he doesn't. He he leaves the instruments to the the people that know what they're doing. <laughs> yeah. He, he's, he's like the singer. Um, so huh. yeah. Interesting. And it, it's pretty cool the way he does it. Cause he does his music sort of virtually. Like they're not, they're not even in the same area. I mean, they see each other occasionally, but yeah, they'll like mix it and then say, okay, this is what I want. And then put it together. So it's pretty fascinating because the drummer could be over here and they'll tell him to play like this and then he sends over the audio mm-hmm. and then they're able to like record over it. You know, here's the guitar and this is where this comes in and you edit it together. Yeah, yeah. That's, sounds pretty creative. I'm used to people getting in their garage and just playing together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's uh that's I mean that was the the big thing, you know, when I was growing up, but then I you know, now obviously there's it, there's so much flexibility cuz we've got, you know, the internet and so many different tools we can share where we can share stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so like uh, this like this podcast for example. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so we we have some questions. I thought we Kirk just slammed me with questions that a lot of them are not DC related, but I I think I'll try to focus on the ones that are more geared towards this podcast. Yeah, I saw I saw some of those. Yeah, so I'm gonna start with more of the of the DC stuff. What are your thoughts of Amethyst? 
Do you think she's one of the greatest characters created in the 80s time frame? Um, for me, I don't have a whole lot of experience with Amethyst. Um, I haven't read her, um, her series from the 80s. Yeah. Uh, which came right around the time of Crisis. Yeah. Maybe a little bit yeah, before. It's, yeah, it's one that's been on my radar for sure, but yeah, I, I'm not too familiar with Amethyst, except for, you know, when she's kind of been a supporting character. Yeah, you're probably... Young Justice is probably where you have your experience, unless you read that New 52 Sword and Sorcery book. Yeah, uh, no, I... Uh, yeah, so I... Are you talking about the... Um, uh, Demon Knights? Uh, no, there was... Uh... Let's see. Sword of Sorcery. Um, that it, it, the first Sword and Sorcery started in 1973. It was only five issues. That was when uh, DC was like, "Hey, we're gonna do a fantasy. We're gonna do sci-fi. We're gonna do fantasy. We're gonna do horror." That's what they, they'd have that advertisement. It's like DC is where the heroes are and they'd have all the heroes and where you can get your fantasy and then they'd have like the Warlord and Stalker and all these characters, the Claw and Sword of Sorcery. And then uh, Sword of Sorcery uh, was in 2012. It was... Uh, uh, it, had, okay. it, had, it had two features. It was uh, Amethyst and Beowulf and sometimes it had other characters in the backup, but Amethyst was like the lead character. Yeah, it was by Christy okay. Marks and Tony Bedard, and the art was Lapristi and Jesus Sice, who does a lot yeah. of. Uh, doesn't Jesus do a lot of the Manhunter we read? I think he does. Um, yeah, he's pretty prolific. I think. Yeah. I think he's done a lot. This one kind uh -huh. of came like in like. If I remember correctly, it was like the third wave of New 52. Yeah, I, yeah, I didn't read that one. Yeah. So you're probably, like, other than Young Justice, it's it's probably sort of new to you, Gem World. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'll be honest, I own, the, I own all of her series... But I've only read a couple of the early issues, like the Crisis tie-in. There was a couple mm -hmm. of those. I read those. And I read this series in 2012. And uh, yeah, so I don't, I'm not much. I, I, I don't have much more knowledge of the character than you do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I do own the books. I just haven't read them all. But there's a, <clears throat> I'm just, I, I just, uh, so I just Googled um, uh, DC superheroes um, who debuted in the 80s. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, well, you have Nightwing, I think. Um. 
yeah, he, so there's... he's a derivative character, but he's... Right, right. But there's uh, Cyborg, Raven, Starfire. Yeah, all the, all the new Teen Titans, which I think are yeah. much more significant in the big terms, in the big scope of things than Amethyst. Uh, Katana. Yeah. Um, Booster Gold. Mm-hmm. Kilowog. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Um the Titans, I think, being the most significant. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, there was another one I just... Oh, uh, this one might be a lot of people's favorite, uh, Tim Drake. Yeah, even though he's a derivative. Right, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. So there's he, there were some the, big the one ones. thing that's fascinating about Tim Drake as opposed to like Kyle and Wally mm-hmm. is he had his own book. Like Dick Grayson didn't have his own book before that. He appeared in Batman the Detective and even before that Star Spangled Comics. Are but, you talking uh, about the Robin Gra- series? Yeah, Robin. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was no Robin comic before that. He was right, in a ba- yeah. he was in a backup, but he didn't have his own comic. Whereas, you know, like Hal has had his own comic, you know, you talk about the legacy characters. Yeah. They they've all had it, but Tim had his own comic and it ran for over 100 issues. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> for I think for three decades that's been robin do you know what i mean i mean yeah we've had some others like stephanie and yeah Damian. well tim is tim is so uh tim is so three-dimensional like he yeah. is he's got so many different sides to him and he's very interesting you know um he's probably the uh probably the most capable of robins to take on um the batman to take to take yeah to take the role of batman um but yeah he's just and that's probably why he he had such a long-running series he's just a really interesting character not that the other robins aren't but yeah but i just i just feel like tim is more kind of fleshed out you know well Let's talk about capabilities. I mean, he was trained by Shiva. He he actually landed her on her ass, which yeah. one, of, one of the best fighters in comics, right? Oh um, yeah. So he he's physically capable. Plus he's got the strongest mind of all of them. He's so smart. Yeah. Yeah. So he he is the closest to Batman because yeah, Nightwing is is. Nightwing has the team leadership abilities, you know. Right. Which, yeah. Which, which are that's his biggest strength. Plus, he's not brooding. Do you know what I mean? Tim, I think, yeah. became a little broody after Identity Crisis because he lost his father. You know, boomerang yeah. threw a a boomerang <laughs> right in his heart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's when Boomerang was fat. I remember he drew, he drew him kind of like overweight. And... 
Well, because he was, if I remember correctly, he was, wasn't he like retired or something at that yeah, time? Yeah. Yeah. From the Suicide Squad, he was away from him, and he'd been there for years. Yeah. But yeah, and Tim, like, Tim might be the best detective because he figured out who Batman was. Yes, that that's the other thing. Thank you. I, that's the one big thing I forgot. So if you look at like who could take his role, he has all of that. Yeah. Damien has yeah. Bruce's stubbornness. But Dam- it, Damien's very smart too, but Damien's like... Um, emotion will let him... I don't know. Damien's almost like like machine smart like he's like almost like not even not even a person you know well because he was raised like that right he He was was raised to be the an assassin right best at what at that whether it be technical or or whatever but he is he's got that ego he's got yeah he's got the the cockiness and the arrogance i think that that trip him up sometimes but but that's like his father's son. Like Batman's yeah. the same way. He he, <laughs> he might he might not be as like is like Damien's over the top, and and Bruce might mm-hmm. not be over the top, but his arrogance gets the best of him, and he he always yeah. thinks he does the best. I mean, even with the we'll talk a little bit about the OMAC project, but that <laughs> turned out to be a clusterfuck. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> Yeah. There were people that died. Yeah. That was his doing. It was he was him to do this brother I watchdog and it turned out to be a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't always the... make the right decisions. Um he, he his yeah. his intentions are for good. But right. he betrayed the yeah. whole Justice League. I mean in the Wade run, he had all their weaknesses on the computer and then they stole it yeah was that uh tower of babel was yeah that that? tower of babel yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah <clears throat> yeah he uh it and damien i think is is going down the same path and i think we've we've seen it a little bit with Damien, but not a whole lot just because he hasn't been a part of too many teams. But, but yeah, Bruce, his arrogance, it ends up hurting his, his team members Yeah, and, and, and the bat family for sure. Sure. I mean, he, there was that one time he like, uh, uh, Bane was attacking and he like had to knock out all his sons and hide them in the fortress of solitude. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's pretty cruel. Yeah. Oh, Bane's gonna go after my love ones. Well, I'll take him out first. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even though his sons, I mean, they they're probably not a match for Bane, but they can definitely hold their own. Yeah, they're they all have unique qualities, but like you said, Tim is the most well-rounded, I think, individual, and and yeah. the most um sane one i think like in terms of mm-hmm. intellect and common not going, sense yeah and not going to lose his his uh i don't know lose his shit if you if you want to say that like like anybody that would lose it is 
Jason Todd and 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 Damien like they yeah they, they have this arrogance about them and they can turn violent yeah and Nightwing yes he's sort of like a perfect individual but he's still not the greatest detective right right yeah he's I think he's, his uh, is a team leader. I think that's where his abilities yeah. are are like top notch. I think they exceed Bruce's, because Bruce is yeah, more of a loner. Right. Yeah. And he and doesn't Dick trust is more anybody. Personable. Yeah. Yeah. And Dick will trust. He'll he'll trust his team like their family. Yeah. Yeah. So they're yeah they're all interesting. Boy, that was a. Uh... That was quite an answer for, for Kurt's question about Amethyst. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got some good Amethyst discussion there for you to chew on, Kirk. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. He learned about all the Robins, <laughs> got it, whether he liked it or not. <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a a question that's sort of DC related. It says, was there ever a cover price you thought was crazy for a comic book growing up? He says he remembers choosing a DC dollar giant as a youngster and his father told him to put it back <laughs> because no comic book was worth a dollar. <laughs> yeah. Um, was there ever a time that you looked at the cover price and said, Oh my God, like this is, this is too much. Um, there actually, I mean, I I think that I think that quite often, but I mean now, like nowadays, like with DCBS, I don't pay cover price. Um, yeah. But like before DCBS, I, I used to think that a lot at the comic shop, but it never really stopped me from buying the issue. Yeah. Oh, like if there would be like a four ninety nine like event book. Uh huh. I would I look at it and or heck, I wouldn't even look at the price until after I got home. I'd just <laughs> you know, I'd just buy my stack of comics and then I'd get home and I'd be like, Oh crap, I paid That's five dollars for this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I've never for sure. I've never turned it down. Like I always had a fixed budget especially growing up right but i never thought like oh i'll put this down because of cover price if i had it and that's what i wanted then sometimes Mm -hmm. i would sacrifice like when i saw a dollar comic book off the spinner rack and i saw how many pages it was i was like Mm -hmm. i could buy these four issues or this one comic i'm gonna go for the dollar one because it has this many heroes in it. That was my logic at the time. Yeah. I could get the entire justice league in this and a Batman story, a flash story and, and something else, a dead man story. And over here, I would just have a Batman. So maybe I'll make the sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a, that was, that was a good selling point back then. Um, it's it's kind of different now though you know it's kind of um because i mean now like we have 999 you have 
Well, yeah, but but I mean, we also have like so many so many different ways to to see those characters or to see those heroes. Like you could just like if you didn't buy the comic, you could just get online and you know find. Uh, I mean, you could, you have could find DC car- Universe online and just go watch a cartoon. Right, exactly. You can see Justice you can find League Unlimited. A... Yeah. And, yeah, get all the characters there. This question's not related, but it's a good question. And I don't know if you like either one of these, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Would you... Have you ever had a cheer wine? Uh, I haven't, No. Okay, have you ever had a Dr. Pepper Berry? Um, is that the uh That's the new Dr. Pepper. So I've had the Dr. Pepper Cherry. Is that different? Yeah, it's different. It's called okay. Dark Berry. Dark Berry. Hmm. Yeah. It's delicious. Interesting. Yeah, I like the cherry one. Oh, Dark Berry is I... so much better. I'd probably like the dark berry one. It would too. blow your blow your mind. But I like <laughs> I like cheer wine better. Whatever the hell it is, it's I hmm. I like it. It's it's a soda that sort of take tastes like a uh Dr Pepper with cherry in it, but it's not quite Dr Pepper. Okay. It's yeah, more so like I'd, a soda I'd, I'd with cherry, like but like an RC soda. I don't even know how to describe it. Hmm. But it's like a Florida thing and a Carolina thing. Like you could find it everywhere there. I, I yeah. guess we, we we were doing research and you you really can find it anywhere if you look for it. But it's it's not a popular drink in a lot of states. You have yeah, to, it looks you have like to, you have to a... actually look for it. Yeah, it kind of looks like it's a southern thing. Yeah. Yeah, I've seen I've I've seen it before. Um I just haven't I haven't tried it. The best female World War II character, Millie Marie or Ona with the Losers, and I don't even know who Ona is. That's weird. <laughs> Obviously it's Millie Marie. Do you know who she is? She wore the French uh, she was a French resistance fighter with a beret. Oh, okay. Okay. Um and she has relationship to the Bat family sort of. She she in in later continuity, she had sex with Alfred and spawned that one girl that was called uh Penny Penny 2 or whatever that was on the computer. Oh when, yeah. When Alfred was gone. Yeah. That was that was that was Alfred's daughter, right? Yes, yes. And Penny Millie too. Marie was the one that the mother. Okay. So they sort of uh they sort of retconned her a little bit because she was around during uh Sergeant Rock times or GI combat, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, she sounds awesome. Yeah. She is uh um, Kirk did give me a print. I, I'll, I'll post it. Um, it's of Sergeant Rock and has her in it. And uh, oh, nice. he had he had a commission done. It's an amazing commission. I 
I'd be really curious to see what he paid for it. Because usually the more detail, the more expensive it is. And if you just want a full figure nowadays, you're looking at a hundred bucks. Yeah. And if you get, in this case, it's like two full figures. Well, it has a third figure throwing a grenade, but and you have all this background stuff going on. <laughs> I I just can't. I've never. I don't think I've ever asked for a commission that big. Except when I when I do when I get commissions from the artist that's going to draw my comic. He's done like the whole Watchmen for me. Oh wow. Yeah, that's it's an amazing commission. He did what I what I had him do is I wanted all the Charlton characters on one side and then their mirror image on the other side. Oh, so spl- I, I remember you talking middle. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an amazing piece. Huh. So it's split in the middle and divided by Rorschach and the question, you know, right in the front. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is it's an awesome picture. That's cool. So, so let's see if we got any more that are DC-related. He said, "What it, this is this one's a, a good question that that I think is more in general to any comic, but it's something that's that I should ask people when I do a interview on on Mike M's Collector's Corner. But what is your favorite method of reading? Like, where do you do it, and how do you do it? Mm-hmm." Like, like, let's say you have Sunday morning free or whatever. Like, when, like, what time is your favorite time to read, and how do you do it? What's your yeah. reading spot? Um, for me, my my probably my favorite time is is probably right before bed. Uh huh. Um, and it it's it's more so just because like. If I try to read during the day, um, I end up getting like sidetracked because I start thinking about like stuff I have to do around the house. Yeah. And then I get up and I go, I'm like, well, I might as well do that now. So then I get up and I go do whatever I have to do. So then I end up not being able to focus on my reading. Um, so I yeah I usually do most of it before bed and as far as like I know we've talked about um like digital and print and all that before but like I'd say that lately has really depended on my mood mm-hmm. like sometimes sometimes I just want to get a get a stack of paper comics and read through them yeah and then like the other night um after finishing manhunter on the dc app um i breezed through an arc of uh hero in like oh that's a good series like 40 minutes um (laughs) So like I I got on a roll just reading you know on my tablet yeah and it was it was really satisfying just because of my mood yeah Will Pfeiffer oh man that's so good that that to yeah. me yeah is the best Dial H for Hero <clears throat> it it is just 
Enga- yeah, it's, cool. it's engaging and you, you get sucked into that world like you just it's mm-hmm. hard it's hard to put down it's like manhunter it's just hard to to, to and stop. it's kind of it's more kind of realistically done too you know yeah yeah because the like there's the original one's kind of ridiculous like <laughs> yeah. one guy uh bobby or whatever his name is is always saying sakama g and it just crack, <laughs> cr- cracks me up like <laughs> <laughs> yeah but this one i mean it, it faces you know real modern real world real world issues you know yeah yeah um and things that we we deal with true so but yeah it, it depends on your it, mood it, okay yeah you say you like to read before bed do you like to read sitting up or do you like to read in bed like lying down so i I do read in bed, but I'm like sitting up, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I can't read laying down. Mm. It's too too awkward for my me. Fa- my favorite place is Saturday morning on the couch, on the side couch with Harley <laughs> hanging out, and I just sit and just start plowing through books. That's my favorite yeah. time to read. I like reading in the morning more than night. Because my mind is is more fresh, like it, it it's just willing to see things than being sleepy and like right before bed. I can't read yeah. like a complex story before bed. Like if it's a gar- yeah. if it's a Grant Morrison story, I won't remember <laughs> any of it. <laughs> I have to read in the morning. That's when I'm most uh, aware. And I'm the sharpest. My brain is at its peak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Saturday that's... morning is my favorite. I like to decompress like you do, like right before bed. Like I don't want to go to bed thinking about the day and problems and stuff. I want to like decompress. Mm-hmm. So then I'll I'll read lying down, but I usually read something lighthearted like Archie or <laughs> something ridiculous like Richie Rich or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was real curious. So yours is sort of before bed when you're you can focus on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't have I don't have you know kids distracting me and uh you know housework distracting me so yeah uh the next question is about the 80s again (laughs) the 80s are thought of as grim and gritty with dark knight and watchmen do you think fun books like blue devil amethyst and amazing man get overlooked because of that mindset i don't think so (laughs) i think blue devil's amazing have you have you read blue devil um, no, I've only read the first issue that was like in the Firestorm. Yeah. Um, in the Firestorm issue, that's the only one I've read. Well, that's um, his first appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say they. Um, I I don't think they really get overlooked now. I don't know if maybe they did at the time, but I do hear a lot about Blue Devil. Um. Because have you, it, have you mean, started? Sw- have you started Swamp Thing yet? 
The show? Yeah. No, I haven't. Ah. Dan is in there. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. I was surprised to see that. <laughs> awesome. Not yeah, as that I've, I've character yet. But Oh, okay. Sweet. He start I mean his cool. his deal is he starts off as a stunt man that's in all these sci-fi movies called Blue Devil. And he gets mm-hmm. fused into his costume and then can't leave it through magic. Yeah, yeah. And that's how he's, you always see him with the magic beings. Like, you know, we talked about it recently in Justice League Dark. Um, mm-hmm. Amethyst we've talked about in Young Justice. Amazing Man, I don't know if you've ever experienced it, but he's like no, a, two, a two-foot-tall dude. With, that looks like Mixel Pitalik. <laughs> oh yeah. That wears this stupid ass helmet. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember him, so I, I I I tried to stay away from the funny at the time in the '80s, and he was a little uh, ridiculous. But I yeah. I should at some point, now that I'm more open to it, give it a shot. But yeah. you also mentioned Booster Gold coming out of there, you know. That was right, and, and dark as dark and grimy as some of the other stuff. Yeah, and in um, Blue Beetle was uh, not maybe not as lighthearted as Booster, but it was it wasn't very dark. Um, yeah, yeah, that was a good that was a good '80s title, and even though he wasn't a character from the '80s, he right, he, he yeah. was a character to mainstream comics in the 80s. I think, uh, yeah, I think there was a good mix of, I think the 80s had a good mix of the dark and the lighthearted because, I mean, there's a lot of good lighthearted titles. I mean, we're naming some, but I think the thing now is that those, those dark and gritty titles are so um critically acclaimed and they get so much uh you know spotlight i think that's it 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 just feels like it's just overwhelmingly like leaning that way you know yeah and and those books had such a huge impact too mm-hmm. i think that's all the dc tor- sort of uh related questions or reading questions that we could apply to this podcast the the rest (laughs) are more like out there (laughs) self-help questions yeah 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 (laughs) well one of them we actually answer in that collector's corner about death (laughs) i mean mortality in comics yeah but uh so so i'll leave it at that and he can go listen to that but uh that was a dark and gritty 80s question there. Yeah, that was. That is a, <laughs> a dark and gritty one, but a very important one. That yeah. I don't think people... I guess you could look at it two ways. When you're dead, you're dead, and materialistic things do not matter anyway. So, like, mm-hmm. you're not going to... It depends on your beliefs, <laughs> I guess. Right. If If you believe that there's life after death, then... You might be looking down upon your loved ones and say, oh, man, look what they're doing to my collection. But if you believe when you're dead, you're dead. 
then there's and there's nothing after and you just return to dirt um yeah then you you wouldn't care anyway unless you're haunted yeah. like <laughs> unless you unless you believe in ghosts and if you have some kind of tragic death and you're haunted you know haunting the place yeah or you you could be haunting your family because they trashed your trashed collection. your collection. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'll be this awful ghost where you see like me sitting in the middle of the kitchen, like organizing my <laughs> comics. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody moves in the house. There's a ghost in the kitchen. What is he doing with these boxes of comics? <laughs> There's always a box of comics on the stove. We can't get rid of it. <laughs> yeah. So what do you want to start off with? We had we had this uh, contest. Uh, we had a lot of replies, believe it or not. I I was surprised how many people voted. Oh um, yeah, I, I completely forgot about that. The vote, yeah. Yeah, I have to go to the images because I saved it. I think I did. But I was really surprised on on who won. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because that was like... I, I came up with the first series and then that, I think, if... Um, because I think I I pretty I saw who you said won, and that was just like I was having trouble coming up with a second series, so I just picked that. Yeah. So so there were forty four votes, and the choices mm-hmm. were Chase, Dead Man, Uncle Sam and the Freedom Fighters, and Jonah Hex. Yeah. And uh, this was the nineteen ninety nineteen eighty six Dead Man. And uh, it won by 41%. Like, it, it smoked everything. Like, all its competitions. Wow. Huh. Yeah. And I don't That's know if crazy. it's because of Garcia Lopez or if people just love Dead Man. Um, yeah. Yeah. If you look at it from a, a superhero perspective, he is the most well-known, I think, of those characters. <laughs> Like, cause Jonah Hex uh, has yeah. had a lot, a lot more issues. Let's be honest; he's been in a lot more yeah. comics, but he isn't a superhero. He's a Western character. Mm-hmm. So that that's the only thing I could think of, and it it, it is weird because my two choices were all Palmiati and Gray books. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um. And I and I misinterpreted um, the question for for this particular one. the The question was if we gave like alphabetized survey, which which I think would be really hard to to do, because you would say, okay, pick a DC alphabet uh, like letter A, and mm-hmm. then we would have to discuss like comic books and why we're narrowing it down like you'd say okay maybe i would want to do action comics from 1973 and i'd say no i want to do animal man and we kind of have to narrow it down to a choice in a mm. um I, I think that's a little more complicated 
I, I, in order to get you know 40 votes and I might try it at, at a at a particular point but I think I want to keep it the way we're doing it yeah yeah, yeah. Um, this way we can kind of that this way we can include you know books that we're currently wanting to read you know yes yeah yeah and it's a little more narrow like to our mood I guess and right see see where it goes so the yeah. next the, the next episode we'll we'll talk about it's a four issue series from 1986 yeah it's pretty yep. pretty relevant for me because I just finished all of like the Neil Adams stuff, so it's like fresh in my my head from Strange Adventures and all his other appearances. Um, I I haven't reread this one since it came out, and that was a long time ago. This is pre-Crisis, so Mm -hmm. yeah, be interesting. Plus, you got Garcia Lopez. Can't go wrong in the yeah, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) that's for sure. So uh, having said that, do you want to uh, um, go over Manhunter since it's like our final? Yeah. 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 yeah let's. So did we? Uh, did you read ten through fifteen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did I. Um. Four of them were still in the same story arc, and one of them. Right was a very interesting recap of her uniform. Yeah, kind of where she got each piece, where they got each piece, uh, or where each piece came from. Yeah. Well, what did you think of these uh, these five issues? I loved it. I mean, I've I've loved every issue of this so far. It's it's so good. Um, the uh the the so this uh the the four four story arc here is um it's kind of finishing up the the arc with um uh shadow thief and then um there's the new kind of mystery with uh somebody hunting down the the old or all the man hunters and uh it turns out to be uh mark shaw um but he's he's dressed as uh a man hunter uh villain dumas yeah who was a villain uh, in his series yeah <clears throat> um but the i mean the best part to me is like just um kind of the all the different things that Kate is uh like trying to juggle yeah um like working working as a a, a lawyer and working uh also kind of working with Dylan uh, her relationship with Dylan is just hilarious <laughs> um he's an amazing and, uh, he's an amazing individual yeah and he uh just about every scene with him, he's got a hooker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's on the phone with him, and he's having sex, right? Yeah, yeah. Or doesn't she come in the door? I can't remember. I think she did. 
she came to visit. Yeah, I, I think there was one time where he, uh, they were on the phone, and then she came over <laughs> one time also, and he he likes he like sent the gave the hooker some cash and told her to get a cab. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I uh, the, I, I yeah. love their banter, like back and forth. And the interesting thing about this arc too is it brought in one of the characters in your your choice, Chase. It brought yeah. in from the DEO because she was investigating the Manhunter murders as, as well. What's going on? And th- I I think why this works so well is me and you both love like legacy of DC characters. Mm-hmm. And they have Manhunters going back to World War II. Like, the very first Manhunter, and then you you see all the different incarnations of them. Um, Which which I think is really, really cool. And they're all sort of related, and they sort of tie them into this government serum that sort of makes them... I I guess you could say like a super soldier for the government. Right, um, yeah. That that work for the government, and uh, they implanted the the dirty part of it is they implanted uh, Dumas into Mark Shaw to sort of mm-hmm. control him. And but the bad, like the bad thing about that is like he'll flip from thinking he's Mark Shaw to like think then what, the next minute thinking he's Dumas, yeah. which and is the, just crazy. The thing that was cool too is it had. Like all the continuity in there, even had the part where Eclipso killed him. Because in Eclipso, he killed many characters. He killed like Steel. He killed a Wildcat. He killed Doctor Midnight, the 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 African American Doctor Midnight, which was in hmm. Infinity Inc. You know, and Mark mm-hmm. Shaw was one of the the deaths there because it involved the Suicide Squad and Checkmate and a bunch of other stuff. It, I think it killed Peacemaker. Uh, one incarnation of Peacemaker. So hmm. it it just had all that cool continuity built in. And the the other thing I, I love that Andreco does is he he's able to like somehow tie in like event books and it seems seamless. Like it seems like it's part of this overarching story. We had one tie-in to Identity Crisis, and it just felt natural. Like, it didn't feel mm-hmm. like you're trying to shove an event on me, and now I have to, like, steer course the other direction. It just felt, like, naturally part of the story. And the same with the OMAC project. Um, yeah. It just felt so natural. It is amazing. Yeah, for sure. I yeah, I totally agree with that. And then uh we have uh we also have this um this guy we mentioned him last time, but this guy that's uh he's got some sort of investigation going on Kate or he's following her and um He's followed her and Dylan a couple times. <laughs> I like I like the fact that he says, "I wonder if these two are fucking." <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's that yeah, one cause... time they're driving in the pickup and he doesn't have a shirt, and Kate's yeah. wearing his shirt. <laughs> yeah, 
And uh, <laughs> and I I think he doesn't he also doesn't he doesn't he think like she can do a lot better or something like that. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was like, why is she with this loser? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I he's, forgot about he's that. He's really like an incredible talent. Do you know what I mean? He like knows like even there. There's one time where Chase is on the computer. And he's like, mm-hmm. just give me the computer. I'll have her track down. Like I have, I have a tracer in her <laughs> uniform. Like I'll track her down right away. Yeah, but then that that uh, gets the uh, the Omax kind of activated and um, locked onto their signal. That's true. And it has like a horror aspect to it because at first they're. There's that one OMAC that the satellite like beams down and there's an old lady walking her dog like right outside their house. And <laughs> that OMAC is OMACtivated, if you want to say that. And, and yeah. uh, it's going towards the house and they like have to shut down all the electricity and everything. And then it kind of goes away and she just goes back like, what just happened? And she's back to walking mm-hmm. her dog. And the the same thing happens because a, a a manhunt you know when manhunter is trying to uh, uh, Mark Shaw is trying to kill manhunter. Um, yeah. A, another character gets OM activated. It, it's really her uh, sort of secretary guy, right? The guy that works with yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can't remember his name. Yeah, I can't remember his name either. But he's a big part of the story arc. Yeah. And um he sort of gets OM activated to kill Mark Shaw. And uh Kate sort of is able to save him. And they And they're they're kind of they're they're homing in on the staff, right? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. Because there's there's one part where at least it looks like it where the the OMAC um, shows up while she's fighting um, Mark Shaw and the OMAC looks at her. Um, I can't find the exact part. No, I, but... I, I know I know exactly what you're talking about because. It's the part where they realize that he's honing on the Manhunter technology because uh, yeah. she breaks her own staff to break the linkage, mm-hmm. and then Mark Shaw rips into his neck and tears out that component, and that's when the OMAC, yeah. OMAC device goes back. It, it it loses its signal. It, it can no longer yep. trace, lock onto the source. Yeah, because I think it thought that she was Mark Shaw just because she had the staff. Yeah. So so really, it, it it's the government's fault this all happened, and there's like three deaths in on it. And mm-hmm. even even one of I mean I don't know how many listeners are well versed in in DC, um, but uh, there there's an opening sequence with Joshua Power. Because one of the Manhunter incarnations was uh, killed, and he was part of Power Company. Um, hmm. Power Company. Let's see what year did that come out? 
it came out in 2002 and it was by Kurt Busick and Tom Grummet and um, that is one of the incarnations that featured the Manhunter and that Manhunter was killed um, there was another there was another incarnation of Manhunter this was the weirdest incarnation this is my least favorite is um, there's the John Astrander one that was written with his wife at the time, Kim Yale, which was really good, and that was in and, 1988. And that's Mark Shaw, right? Yeah, that that's one. that's Mark Shaw. That's yeah. probably the longest running one. The one that was off the way rails weird was uh, the Chase Lawyer one, the musician. Um. That one was written by Stephen Grant with art by Vince Giorano, and uh, hmm. that was a weird one. Like I, I could never latch onto this one, but they he got killed too. Uh, Chase, Chase was murdered, and then you had the Golden Age one um, with his dog, with his like cybernetic dog. Yeah, Dan Richards. Yeah, Dan Richards. And then the other th mystery you have going on is the grandfather keeps showing up. Um, yeah, that's right. Ramsey, and uh, you're like, what's his story? I I know what that story is because I've read this before, but that's a good mystery. And mm -hmm. um, also more well, legacy. And I kinda, yeah. And it's it's creepy too because you don't you're not really sure if it really is his grandfather. Yeah, or if it's it could some, be some strange some weirdo. dude. Yeah. Yeah. And he they don't give you like any hint. It does come across really weird. Because he yeah, doesn't like he... he doesn't like say things that are normal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It could be like this creep predator for all you know. Yeah. And he doesn't let he doesn't let uh Ramsey's dads ever see him. Yeah. But then uh but then at the end of the arc, uh, it looks like Kate uh, is kind of getting back together with her ex. Yeah, because they had this trauma where, like, Ramsey was watching TV, and she's like, oh, my God, they kidnapped Mom. And, yeah. and they were, like, all shook up. And then after she was freed, <laughs> and uh, uh, Dylan gives him – her shirt like chase says she needs to wear a shirt to cover her costume take off his shirt yeah. and uh <laughs> i like the remark that kate makes like i always wanted to see your hairy back or something like that <laughs> <laughs> and he's like really <laughs> and he goes no so oh and another another good part too is uh uh right right after that where um where they they take Mark Shaw back to Dylan's place, and then she she tells Dylan that Mark's going to be staying there with them. <laughs> yeah, he's going to be living <laughs> with you for a while. I kind of feel bad. Yeah. I I kind of feel bad for Dylan a little bit because it's like this is all being done like sort of a blackmail deal. Do you know what I mean? Oh like yeah, for sure. Because he him. yeah he's not getting paid. Yeah. Yeah. But he's like, she's like sly. She's like, well, you can mess with that thing in his head if you want. 
and he's yeah. like all into technology. He's like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this was this was wonderful. I uh, and then then the last issue it talks about her costume and how she what she got out of the police evidence locker, if you will. Uh, one is mm. a a dark star costume that gives her superpowers or, or higher um, ability to heal and uh, sort of some extra stamina and strength. And then she has the yeah. staff from from Mark Shaw and uh, the gloves from uh, Batman, Asriel. Uh, the Azrael. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When Azrael was the bat. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it talks about cool. all those and how how it, it talks about how they got into police evidence, you know, as, yeah. as the stories went on. Uh, yeah, really this, good at backstory. I, I thought the that first story with the suit I thought was fascinating. The yeah. uh, the homeless the homeless guy finds the suit and. Uh, he gets a little payback on some guys that were kind of bullying him. Yeah. And he ends up taking their clothes and leaving the suit behind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He killed those dudes, though, didn't he? Because the police, the cop comes in the room and a couple of them, I think, are slaughtered. Yeah, I don't. You can't really tell if they're dead or not. Like. One of the guys is away. Yeah. It's yeah. the other guys that I thought were killed. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the God, the series is like I don't know, it's just like perfection. I don't know. It it makes you think like Kate Spencer is like a top five D C character. Like it's just female character. It's just a oh, yeah. very interesting, realistic lawyer take on a character and she has lots of flaws and i think that's what makes her interesting yeah and she's what's what's amazing too is like she is really smart but she's really just like fumbling her way through it yeah and just kind of like she's really getting lucky like luck is kind of um like different almost things are kind of bailing her out Oh yeah, like she's getting bailed out big time um in some of these fights. Yeah. But but she's just I mean she's super smart and resourceful. And she has really strong will to succeed. Yeah. Like she's a a hardcore lawyer and she doesn't know she doesn't deal with loss very well. So she's always used to winning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, anything else you want to say about Manhunter? Um, I don't think so. It, yeah, it's just I, I can't say anything bad about it. It's such a great series. Yeah, it's good stuff. I yeah. wish that I, I think she is coming back in something. <clears throat> She's in some comic right now. I just don't know what. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. I I feel like I've maybe read her name somewhere recently. Yeah. I just don't remember where. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah. um, the other book we have, well, we have a movie. Why don't we cover that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this was called Justice League um, Fatal Five. Yep. Yeah, and I I just watched that one today. It was good. I liked it. The thing that I really liked about it is it was in the tone of Justice League Unlimited. Do you know what I mean? Oh it yeah. Was, it it was like a so, continuation movie of the the series. Same animation yeah, style too. Same voices, yeah. all everything just yep. meshed really well. And I thought the plot was really solid. Like Mhm. I can't remember what Justice League story brought Starboy in there as a crazy man, but that actually happened in a comic. I, I don't know if it was Jeff Johns or who it was. It was it was Jeff Johns JSA. Yeah. Yeah. And this this one, Starboy was one of my favorite aspects of this story. Like it was, I I thought it was heartfelt. Like I really. Mm-hmm. I really felt sympathetic to the character. It felt so more, so much, I don't know, it felt real. Like, he was a, a hero in the 31st century that had to travel back in time to stop the Fatal Five. And he made, mm-hmm. like, an ultimate sacrifice to, to, like, jump onto the time bubble as they were escaping because he yep. knew that three of the members were going back to free... Valius, I think, or I can't remember his name, and, and uh, Emerald Validus, Empress, yeah. Validus, and Emerald Empress, and yeah. um, and he like just latched on, and well, it, he he got back there and he realized they don't have his medication. <laughs> that that was awesome, because yeah. I, I just love the way they did that because he went to the pharmacy and he's like, I need this medication. It's like it's like taking Tylenol in the 31st century, but it hasn't been invented yet. So the yeah. pharmacist is getting panicky. He's like, you know, he's starting to freak <laughs> out because this medication keeps him from going psycho, like just having his multiple personality disorder. And Yeah, and he's starting to freak out. Yeah, he's starting to like... freak out. And he uh, there's like one scene where he says, oh, my costume's scaring you. I'll just take <laughs> off my costume. And then he's like buck naked. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah and then and the, the cops rush in and he they, ha, they fight with this naked guy and he takes him out and then runs out and then batman has to take out the naked guy <laughs> yeah batman takes out the naked crazy guy <laughs> and he doesn't the, think uh, anything of it at the time he puts him in arkham yeah I thought another thing that really made that character so great is the voice actor I thought was perfect. Oh, he was amazing. Yeah. But, uh, and they had, um, they had a new kind of a new combination, uh, for the justice league, kind of a new team, um, which I thought was refreshing. Um, I mean, obviously they had the, the main three, um, the Trinity, and then they had uh, uh, Miss Martian and um, Jessica Cruz. They did her I, really well. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've always been like hit or miss depending on who's writing her, mm-hmm. but uh, it made her 
very heroic in this cartoon. Yeah. And, and and you could sort of like see it was done really well because she was the character that had this flaw, like she didn't want to leave the house. She's just paranoid. It gives her backstory on why, you know, she was mm-hmm. almost killed. It was pretty violent. Those yeah. guys were going to, I mean, there's headshots to the head, you know, like, it's Oh al- yeah. <clears throat> it's almost like and a borderline, like, like R, like, I, I guess it could be like a hard PG 13. Um, yeah. Well, there was some like swearing in in it too, which I was surprised about. Yeah. But uh, um, I love the yeah, scene. She... I, I love the scene because it introduces her, and you're like, "Oh, that's Jessica Cruz." And, yeah. Uh, I love the scene where Wonder Woman comes. <laughs> And she's like, oh, and starts freak- attacking yeah, her. Yeah, you're like a freaking Green Lantern, and she's like, I don't want to do this. You know, I don't even ask for this stuff. And she just pulls her <laughs> sword, and then it starts like swinging her sword at her, and then she has to go Green Lantern. <laughs> yeah, she has to. De- she makes her defend herself. Yeah, yeah. But the uh, the the cool thing about it, like. I didn't I didn't really read anything. I haven't read anything about the movie. Like I didn't I didn't look into it before I watched it. I just watched it and Yeah, same here. Same here. By the end of it, like I realized like really the whole the the center of the whole story is Jessica Cruz. Um cuz she's like she's the reason why um the the fatal five went back there you know yeah. like they went back to get her and then starboy when starboy he's searching for her um the whole time he's he's back and then um he mentions how she's like a great hero like legend in the 31st century yeah so I thought that name, was cool. Name, name Twilight. Yeah, or yeah. Limelight. Limelight, yeah. Yeah. And her, uh, her um, voice actor was the the girl from Doom Patrol. Oh really? The the girl that plays Crazy Jane and yeah. uh, Doom. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it it is so good. I I just uh, I, I I really dug it. It's about them going back in time to free the Emerald Empress and Validus, and and it's the three of them: M- Mano and uh, was it Tyro uh, Th- Tharok and uh, yeah, a Persuader. Persuader. <clears throat> and they're they're pretty badass. I mean. Yeah, I they like are. how they seem like those three are such a threat for this Justice League, you know. Um, yeah, because the the persuader actually cuts open Superman. Yeah, with his uh, his axe. So I, I I really like that, and I like how they use Jessica to take the criminals back to Oa. And pretend mm-hmm. they're criminals. And I love how she used the the, the, code, the word. code word. 
Yeah. I forget what it was. All Situation Green or something. I can't remember yeah. what it was. All Situation Green, yeah. yeah. Which you would you would think for Green Lanterns that would mean everything's okay. Everything's good, but it's their threat word. It's yeah. Their, I'm in danger. I forget what they yeah. call those. The, um, but anyway, that was cool because uh, that, that, alert, that alerted Kilowog that something wasn't right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was a great little touch. And I liked how they used like what's his name Thal, uh, Tharok to uh, yeah. They sort of planted bombs in like every major city, and mm-hmm. the, the Justice League had to deal with those bombs. They had to collect them, and. Mr. Terrific and all the other characters had to to get them. And the other thing that was cool is when they go to the future and they're sort of walking down the Hall of Heroes and like uh, Miss Martian sees herself there and she's like, oh my God, I'm the Justice League. She's like, I made it. (laughs) Yeah, I made it. (laughs) (laughs) And I I love the line between her and Batman. It's like... uh, Batman is like, he's like, I I don't approve of teenagers being on the Justice League, and and then she like turns herself into Robin. Turns into Robin. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, point taken. Yeah. Yeah, there's some good parts with him, and then like at the at the end when uh, they vote Miss Martian into the league. Um. She she tells Batman thank you and he goes you don't know how I voted. But I like teared up a little bit with Starman, you know, like he had to yeah. make, he had to make a sacrifice, and I think it was the line. It was so sim- simple and crazy at the same time because he wasn't all there. But he just says, like, I'm Starboy and I'm a superhero. And then he sacrifices yeah. himself. I also thought it was awesome how before, right before that, when uh, he was telling, so Jessica was getting ready to fly up there to um, to the sun. And he's like, he's like, I, I have to go, too. And she didn't want him to because she's, like, worried about his mental state. Yeah. And he goes, no. He's like, He goes, I'm the only one that can do this. Superman yeah. can't do it. Yeah. He goes, that's the sun, a star. I'm star boy. Yeah. I thought that's that so, was awesome. It, it was so awesome. I mean, that's he, like, yeah. made, made the, the series. I mean, it was sort of a Jessica Cruz, like you said, and... Uh, in his movie, you know. Yeah. But it's cool how they played him nuts too. They put him in Arkham and you know, they had Two Face and Harlequin and Poison Ivy and everybody and he, in the asylum with him. And it's like he he it was almost like he liked being in there. Oh, like yeah. he kind of became friends with Two Face. And uh, he was enjoying the uh, uh, pudding day, <laughs> <laughs> and, and taking his pills too. He would gladly yeah, take his pills. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, that was really good. They they do such an amazing job on the the animated movies. Yeah. And it had a lot of Legion appearances. Like there's one scene yeah. where it shows the Legion and it shows the a whole section of all the different characters. Um this Legion it had I mean the show up in the movie it had Saturn Girl, Brainiac, um Monel, Tyrock, which I, I when it first showed up I thought it was Invisible Boy. But uh um, That's yeah, that's what I thought it was. The too. guy who speaks French. And uh, right, I was like, yeah. that, that's him. And then he started to do the hypersonic canary call. And I'm like, oh, Tyrock. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think I saw Wildfire in there, yeah. too. Yeah. And uh, Dawnstar. Yeah, Dawnstar. And yep. Lightning Lass. No, um, yeah, Lightning Lass. Is that her name? Yeah. Yeah. Sis, the sister of Lightning Lad. And, um, yep. God, there was one <clears throat> other. Mm-mm-mm. And I can't remember. Oh, Chameleon Boy, because he was shape shift shape shifting. Yeah, yeah. It'd be great if they did a, a Legion movie. Yeah, it would be. It's I mean, I I'd, I'd be surprised if they didn't after the Bendis um, series hits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I yeah, definitely, so, I, I definitely like that for sure. I I really like when they focus on the the more obscure characters like that, like Jessica and and Starboy. Mm-hmm. That was that was just that was amazing. And that's what was great about Justice League Unlimited too is that they they would do that there also like you'd have like a Jonah Hex episode and oh you'd have uh, everything they throw the kitchen sink at it the same the same oh, thing yeah. with Batman Brave and the Bold um which is still my favorite because the Batman Brave and the Bold is like if you were to they they really paid a tribute to uh Bob Haney uh mm run on Brave and the Bold and it it just had the the same sensibilities of the Silver Age and they they throw everybody at there's so many like easter eggs in Brave and the Bold it's it's not a bit funny even Sugar and Spike <laughs> I mean they do they do all oh, kinds of awesome. crazy stuff yeah That's cool I'll have to check those out Yeah it's really good Again, they have Jonah Hex in in that series, and that's where they have Aquaman mm-hmm. in like a different vein. They have Aquaman as he's never been betrayed before is a braggart, and he's like awesome, you know, like he's <laughs> telling stories and bragging about his abilities and outrageous. Yeah. That's the term he uses a lot. Outrageous. <laughs> um, <laughs> And they do Plastic Man really well. Um, they 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 uh they actually do a an actual hom- homage to uh, one of the Brave and the Bold stories with Plastic Man in it, and it, it's really good. Yeah. That's cool. Yep. And uh, do you have anything else? Any closing comments on uh, Fatal Five? No. No, no. It was it was amazing. 
there's some really good fight scenes um, that are really well done. So uh, last but not least, we have Deceased. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, this did not disappoint. It was uh, very much <laughs> in the vein of uh, uh, Injustice, I thought. Yeah. Yep. That's what I was thinking while I was reading it. <clears throat> the thing that... It starts, uh, it starts very... It, I, I like how he starts it pretty much just like uh, any old Justice League issue, you know? How it's... Uh, they're kind of cleaning up their fight with Darkseid, and uh, he leaves. It's sort of brilliant, and because they're like... They, they think they won, and right. they're like, oh shit, where's Cyborg? Like, what do they do <laughs> with Cyborg? And Batman's like, he's not even... In our galaxy, yeah, or in our yeah, in our solar system. And what's really cool is they're able, they essentially have the anti what is it called the anti life anti life equation, yeah. And once Cyborg comes back to Earth, the anti life equation contaminates all technology. So like everybody mm-hmm. looking at their cell phones or, or such, they're they they turn into these zombie like characters and mm-hmm. uh, there, I think there's a movie called Cellular where it's very similar um, um, it's the Stephen King story Cell yeah Cell yeah there's like a virus that's transferred through cell phones through cell phones yeah yeah that's sort of what this is a take on and one of the things yeah. that I found fascinating is uh, and it's very different from Injustice because you you take the big two and you put them up against each other, Superman and Batman. In, in this one, Batman's taken out very early. Yeah, he because he, uh, he, uh, he couldn't get to um, he couldn't get to uh, the Robins quick enough, mm-hmm. and they were already turned. I think and, uh, uh, Nightwing actually bit him. Yeah. And contaminated yeah, himself, I... and he was using Mr. Freeze technology to keep himself yeah, sort he... of sane, slow the process down. Yeah, I thought that was awesome. He put yeah. the Freeze suit on to slow his metabolism down. So that was cool. really cool. And then... Uh... And then uh, Hal and Ollie and Dinah are camping. Yeah, that was and, really uh, cool. And Hal, and Hal goes to bed, and uh, and Ollie's like, "Well, um, oh, Dinah's like he's on his phone." And uh, <clears throat> then you're like, "Uh oh, so I know it's going to happen here." And Hal goes crazy and. It looks like, yeah, Dinah, Dinah kills him with a scream. Yeah. And uh, then the ring chooses her. Yeah, that's which is pretty, pretty cool. cool. 
I think that um, that Tom Taylor really likes uh, Ollie a lot. Just but the way he voices Ollie in Injustice in this book and yeah. Dinah, it just seems like he has like a personal attachment to those two. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. He he writes them really well. It's pretty scary too when Batman goes after Alfred. <laughs> and and Alfred yeah. actually has to use the shotgun. Yeah. Which uh I mean, we don't really see like the results because that's the end of the issue, but like I I kind of wondered like is the shotgun going to do anything to to him, you know? Yeah. But uh but yeah, so Alfred and and uh Damien are still are still okay. And Superboy and Superman. Yeah, and and Lois. Lois. I think Aquaman's contaminated, right? Because he went onto that ship, and everybody yeah, attacked and him. They, yeah, they all kind of knocked him off the ship into the water, and then there's just a bunch of blood, and you don't really see anything else. Yeah. But then, uh, um, you don't really see what happens to Harley. Um. Because Harley and uh, Harley and Ivy um, are together, and Harley goes in to talk to Joker, and he's contaminated. Well, that was interesting too, because I think Harley's basically saying, "I'm done with you. I'm done with ma- m- men. I'm yeah. I'm going to become a lesbian with <laughs> with Pamela," and uh, that's when Joker's. You know he's contaminated. Yeah. So next issue, hopefully they'll show what happens to her. Yeah. Um, I, I these the only my only criticism is that I think both of these issues just felt way too short. Yeah. You know, like a lot happens in them for sure. It just it's such a quick read. You know. Yeah, it's, that's true. And I think they were... No, these were three ninety nine. I was going to say, I thought they were four ninety nine. Yeah. The art I really was loved real, the, really uh, good. Trevor Hairstein and... I don't know yeah. if he did both are. Yeah, he did both series. And then issue one, there was a sequence with Cyborg and, uh, and Desaad. On a... Apocalypse, yeah, an apocalypse yeah. that was done in a different art style, but it worked. Um, I really, I was going to say, I really liked that art um, yeah, so in that I. apocalypse sequence. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, it looked it's kind very of, different, but it, it fit like what they were doing. Like, yeah, the it's kind of creepy more... ass. Like, he looked Oh, creepy. yeah. And then De- uh, Black Death shows up, or the Black Racer. Black Racer, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was really good. I I, I enjoyed I've it. Been, 
I've been getting the the variant covers on these. Yeah. Um, those horror variants, those are awesome. The uh, like the issue one looks like the the it cover. Yeah. I thought that was cool. Yeah, Tom Taylor. Uh, I I don't think I've ever read anything by him I didn't like. Yeah, he's he's really good. I, w- I wish that he would do Batman. I really do. I, I mm. know I know he's got a good voice for the characters because of Injustice. Yeah. And he, even here, even what little we saw of of Bruce, it was he he just knows like historically the mannerisms and he does put everything in extreme situations. And I guess the big question is, can Tom Taylor? survive with editors in his in the universe where he's more monitored with continuity um yeah because he's he's done like he's done so much injustice and then this and can he do something in yeah like you said in continuity i mean he's he's done uh all new wolverine which was you know x23 and he's done Friendly he did that Spider-Man. X-Men, so he's doing that Spider-Man. X-Men Red also. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he he can do that. Um, those are all in continuity. Uh, yeah. I just haven't seen him do it in DC yet. He right. did do like a Batman annual, um, which was pretty good. Have they said? Um, have they said who's gonna take over Batman next? Not yet. Okay. Yeah, I'll be cur- I'll be curious to know who it's going to be. Yeah, me too. We're we're getting close. We're it's still bi-monthly and uh and we're in 70s, so we got another 10 issues. So yeah. five more months roughly. Mm. Yeah, I guess that's longer than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. But that means, like, I don't know, around December or November, we'll we'll know who the new creative team is. Unless yeah. they're Unless they're going to announce it at San Diego Comic-Con, that's a possibility. Yeah, they could, because... Um, yeah, because, I mean, we've already, like, I've already got Batman 79, you know, on DCBS, so yeah. pretty soon we'll, I mean, we'll have to know, What did I they think. say it was going to 86? I can't remember if it was 86 or 88. I know oh, it was I thought in it the was 80s. Just to, I thought it was just to 80. I could be wrong, though. I'd have to look in my latest previews, but I think it's it's past that. Okay. I think it's in the mid-80s. That would make sense then. Yeah. Okay, that would make sense. Maybe it's like 85 or something. Because then there's going to be the 12-issue Bat and Cat, which sort of wraps up his storyline. Yeah. So uh, I think I think for next time we'll do something very similar. We'll uh, 
you'll IM me two choices and I'll IM you two choices and then we'll put up the the survey. Okay. Except I'll make yeah. it longer than I did this one. This one I just accepted the default, which is 24 hours. I didn't realize oh, I okay. can bump it to seven days. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, that would be good, I think. Yeah. So for next time, we're reading the four issues of Dead Man. Mm-hmm. And then... And then um, we have to decide what to read next. Yeah. So... Let's see... I wouldn't mind getting caught up on Superman in action into the Le- event Leviathan if you want to do that. Yeah, let's do that because there's a lot happening in that. Uh huh. Yeah, I think that's good because that'll give us quite a few issues. Right. And do you want to include event Leviathan number one or do you want to do that another time? We can include that. Okay. Yeah, because I've, I've got it and I. I almost, I was almost going to read it the other night, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. But yeah, let's do that too. Okay. That would be cool. Cool. So action, Superman, dead man. And then do we want to have that be it? Or do we want to do another uh, movie or something? I think we'll do or the we mo- could... movies every other time. Yeah. Because I think yeah. we're going to be pretty busy with uh, Superman action and Event Leviathan. Yeah, I agree. Yep, that and that'll give good. that'll give us time to uh, to put out... Why don't I pick one and you pick an animated one? And we'll put out a, a survey on that. Okay, yeah. We'll do the same thing with what we'll cover on the next one, except we'll let... Do you... you you can pick two and I can pick two, or we want to just pick from two. So I'll pick one and you pick one. Yeah, let's just pick from two. Yeah, okay. So I'll pick one, you pick one. Okay. Yeah. That sounds good. Cool. All righty. Well, that wraps All us right. up for this this uh, episode of uh, DC Spotlight. Um, you can reach Kyle at, at Kyle. At, actually, it's at K, at K Pettit five and i'm at mike myers brunch on twitter on facebook it's dc noise podcast Uh, click the like button follow the episode threads there and also our website is dcnoisepodcast.com and uh you can get all your stuff on itunes and i think we're on uh spotify too so uh either source of information you can you can stream us or you can download the episodes and uh, also participate on our surveys. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, to see see what our next choices are. I, I'm going to try to vary it up so I don't pick the same things I want to read. <laughs> so I'm not going to pick <laughs> like Jonah Hex. I'm going to accept that they lost <laughs> at least for six months. <laughs> and, Just and, and pick try that to and tell it wins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll try to pick something different. Um, something I, I'll I'll find something because there's a lot to yeah. choose from for sure. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a good week. 
Cool. Yeah, you too. Talk to you in two. Yep. See ya. All right. Bye. Bye.